Hello, and welcome to the Siemens Connect podcast series with your host, myself, Christine Moran. If you're new to listening, each podcast will have a special guest from our Siemens Connect ecosystem. Our Siemens Connect ecosystem allows Siemens to partner with third-party companies to establish integrations to Siemens systems. Today, we will be talking with Greg from our partner, SRT Labs. Hey, Greg, how are you? I'm doing great, Christine. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Um, Do you want to start off by telling me a little bit about yourself? Sure, I would love to. Um, A little bit about myself. Uh, I got my dream job out of college. I got to launch the space shuttle from NASA's Mission Control Center in Houston, Texas. So being a geeky sci-fi kid, that was certainly a a dream come true job for for me to get right out of college. Um, After a few years there and after the Columbia accident in 2003, Uh, I moved overseas. I did my PhD in space robotics at a university outside of London um, and then uh, was headhunted by the U.S. Navy to build a research portfolio around developing new technologies in robotics, primarily robotics in extreme environments, looking at space robotics, deep sea robotics and some battlefield systems. Uh, And it was actually there while I was at the the Navy that I decided with a couple of co-founders at the time to develop uh, and create service robotics and technologies, SRT Labs. Wow, that is super impressive. (laughs) Um, Thanks. It's it's been fun being in the space industry for a few years, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So as you mentioned, SRT Labs is who you uh, work for now. And do you want to tell me a little bit about um, SRT Labs? Sure. Uh, So our company, we were founded uh, really with a a focus on bringing technologies together in the building services, uh, building services vertical. So uh, we originally started in the area of robotics fleet management, pulling robotic data together from uh, from security robots or custodial robots or delivery robots from all these different manufacturers. Um, But we realized that that actually um, the technology uh, that we've been developing uh, applies also in the Internet of Things space and the building automation space. Uh, so what we've really done is we've built this mission control center, pun intended, uh, for for the smart building space. So looking at uh, pulling data together from a variety of these building systems, creating an integrated ecosystem to manage all that data, uh, and then allowing data from one device to trigger an action or an automation in another. Uh, being able to demonstrate cross-platform analytics, really to to give facility managers, um, uh, get them the insight they need from uh, across their entire building or campus. Cool. Um, and so I know one of the uh, things, or the thing you offer is uh, called the M1 portal. Um, so what are some benefits about that? Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Sure. Uh, The M1 portal is our software platform. It is that ecosystem uh, that we build to connect, to visualize, to automate and do analytics for all of these different uh, devices and platforms that are are in our software. Um, It's a hardware agnostic platform. So we're able to interface with all sorts of different products from different companies, uh, as I mentioned, across robotics, IoT and building automation. Um, And it really allows for kind of that deep data dive and and getting proactive information and insights about what's happening across the uh, across the building. Yeah, and so I guess that leads me to my next question. Um, How do the insights and data that are gathered provide um, actions that the customer can take for their building? 
So we do a number of things uh, across different verticals, and, and we can talk through that a little bit later, but uh, a number of different things where we're able to pull this data together to provide that insight. So one example uh, applies in the building, excuse me, the, the campus, multiple buildings across a campus space, higher education, commercial, commercial buildings, et cetera. Uh, where we're able to do some occupancy-based analytics. We're able to look at uh, the space. Performing a space audit, for example, is one of our, uh, one of our entry points to, to support customers. Um, and that space audit, we're able to look at how that, that facility is used, whether it's through scheduling platforms or occupancy of people moving through the facilities. Um, and, and then we provide uh, the, the dashboard that allows the visualization of what's actually going on in the building. And this is a little bit high, le high, uh, high level uh, hand wavy at, at this point. So let me dive a little bit deeper. Um, as, as we're looking at things like how a university's HVAC system is being used, uh, we recognize, especially in the university space, that building comfort settings are, are set for the most part for a really long day. Classes that start at eight o'clock in the morning and may go until six o'clock or later at night. Um, but we also recognize that some of those buildings, excuse me, some of those rooms within that building are empty a majority of the day. There's not always classes in each one of those rooms. So being able to look at that, that, that course schedule, being able to look at the HVAC system, being able to, to tie in their custodial operations or their facility operations, uh, we're able to say, hey, this space isn't occupied, trim your HVAC a bit, or it's overly occupied, send in the robot to do some cleaning. Being able to pull all of these pieces together from all of those different um, uh, types of platforms and data entry points uh, is really what gives us the ability to provide those insights to our customers. Oh, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. I know we've, you mentioned this um, just now and also a little bit earlier in our our discussion, but um, you also have a robotics module. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about that? A absolutely. And, and that's really what is core to what we've developed. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we we really started with an, an exclusive focus in the robotics field, kind of as a, a fleet manager software so that we could uh, manage custodial robots and delivery robots and, and security robots and all those from one platform. So what that's allowed us to do is it's actually allowed us to build a, a location or, or physical um, uh, uh, physical position-based um, data management platform. So we can track robots as robots are moving around a facility and display those on the map. Uh, and that, that really also aligns with tracking assets as assets move through a facility as we do with one of our, uh, one of our warehouse contracts. Um, so being able to, at that core, manage position and location of, of every device and every piece of data um, allows us to now track robots in such a way that they can be triggered just like any other static IoT or, or BAS platform that uh, that's in the ecosystem. So being able to, as I mentioned in kind of the last example, uh, if, if you've got, um, uh, from a custodial robotics perspective, you've got 200 people coming through the front doors, which we can track through access control. And you know that 75% of them go down a certain hallway, which we would know through occupancy. Um, and during some 15 minute period there, there's an unexpected massive downpour outside, which we can track through weather stations that are um, mm -hmm. say bolted to the outside of the building. Um, 
we can create the analytics from an example such as that to say, well, hey, look, there's probably a slip hazard because of all of these specific conditions. Let's trigger that floor cleaning robot to go in and, and clean up the mess. Um, so being able to, to bring all of those pieces together, particularly with robotics at its core, um, is, is what we're, we're most excited about from our platform. That is pretty cool. Um, so in the example that you just gave, um, so it sounds like a lot of, you know, being able to kind of integrate all these different uh, data points into this one uh, module would allow for would allow for some autonomous, uh, for lack of a better word, like kind of self-fixing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so um, uh, we're, we're for the most part restricted in what we can do based on what the capabilities are of, of the platforms that we work with. Okay. Um, some robots are um, uh, very intelligent. Um, they are able to automatically dock to a charging station and you can send them a trigger and they can come off and go to a specific location in a building. Um, others require more manual intervention. They may have to be uh, unplugged manually if they don't have an auto charge and brought to a certain portion of the building to start their task. Um, but even in those type of situations, we're able to, to say, trigger the work order management platform or the custodial app that, that the, the cleaning team might be using um, to be able to say, hey, go activate this robot or go okay. uh, prepare a, a site for a robot to come and do some work. So being able to work in that hybrid partnership, the, the human robot interaction space um, is, is, a, is, is, is really valuable right now. As robots are getting more and more intelligent and more and more automated, um, we're able to work with those that are as well as those that are, that are more up and coming. That's pretty cool. Um, so what kind of markets would we see this uh, type of solution in? Uh, so our, our largest client right now is the U.S. Department of Defense. Um, so we have deployments in, uh, that aren't robotics related that, that we're monitoring the facility health. So facility health monitoring and, and prioritization mm -hmm. of, of problems. So we are monitoring paint booths and blast booths in a maintenance depot. We've uh, got deployments at a, a dry dock to, to monitor uh, water flow and a machine shop to, uh, to monitor um, uh, the, the usage of machines and ensure that, uh, that, that, that power and, and runtime are all, uh, are all appropriately distributed. Uh, we also have within the Department of Defense robotics deployments going in at uh, some logistics warehouses with the Marine Corps uh, where we're providing uh, real-time asset monitoring. Again, with the core of our platform being position-based, we can tell where assets are from RFID tags across a football field-sized warehouse. Um, and then we can trigger the robots to do the automated uh, retrieval and, and storage of those assets based on their locations. So being able to bring these technologies together has primarily been our, our focus on the Department of Defense. Um, on the commercial side, we focus more on campuses. So looking at higher education campuses, business parks, uh, we will be moving into commercial warehouses uh, eventually after our, our defense contracts. Up. Um, and, and on the campus-based side, we really focus on occupancy-based automations. So looking at where people are or where people should be. So if they're scheduled to be in a class at a certain time, not the individuals, but if a class is being scheduled, uh, we know how that building is supposed to be used. And with the occupancy sensors, we know how that building actually is used. Um, so we're able to do things like microcontrol of HVAC to trim 
the, uh, the the temperature ranges for comfort settings within within a, an unoccupied classroom. We're able to adjust lighting on a micro scale. Uh, as I mentioned, we're able to send the robots in to to deliver items where they're needed within a facility based on uh, on data that we're getting from other systems, as well as the custodial side or the security side, where you may want to have a focus of a security robot in an area where there's high occupancy or perhaps in an area where there's no occupancy to ensure that it's safe. So being able to pull those pieces together on commercial campuses uh, is where we focus outside of the Department of Defense. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and so when you have this, the portal that's deploying all these, the different robots and taking all the insights, who would be the person that would be looking at that in the facility? Would that be like a facility manager or someone else? Yeah, that's that's spot on. Our Our software is designed for for management. It's looking at the facility managers, the operations directors, the building owners and operators, I mean, even custodial managers. Uh, we tend not to focus our development and, and the insights that we give to, um, uh, to the workforce on the ground, the technicians and the custodians themselves, but instead we provide the operational insights to management so they can make better informed decisions for their teams. Um, and, and being able to offer kind of different levels of dashboards well, within within a building deployment, your custodial manager needs different information than your grounds manager that needs different information from your VP of operations. So we're able to tailor dashboards uh, based on uh, based on the needs of that type of role. Um, you know that the the, uh, the custodial manager may not need information about energy usage, but uh, the building manager does. So being able to to augment that for our customers and, and giving them the data and the insights they need at their level is really core to the flexibility we build into our dashboarding platform. Okay, cool. Um, so I've got two more questions for you. Um, so Great. as you know, you guys are part of our Siemens Connect ecosystem. Um, so I'm just curious, what got SRT Labs interested in joining? Well, I mean, Siemens is an industry leader in, in building systems, right? So you, you guys have been at the forefront of um, implementation and development of, of some of the latest technologies across the building automation space, especially. Uh, and we've been um, uh, aware of, of a lot of Siemens development work um, for years. So we've always had on our, our radar an interest in, in working with Siemens, especially being able to align the robotics capabilities that we have with the building automation capabilities um, that, that Siemens has. It's just a fantastic opportunity for a partnership uh, between our organizations and being able to share that data um, in both directions is, is, I think, really valuable for all of our customers. And then my last question would be, um, from this podcast, we've definitely talked about a lot of different cool stuff. Um, so what is one thing listeners should take away from this podcast? Well, I think, um, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but I, I would say that that from, from our perspective, you know, our, our M1 portal allows users to automate their best practices. It allows them to save money through energy uh, utilization savings, um, infrastructure, uh, machinery reduction uh, savings, um, and being able to provide that kind of level of micro control that's automated that hasn't been available um, uh, before now because that ecosystem of data doesn't exist. You can't you can't adjust and automate many processes when you have such access to limited data. So what we're really excited to be able to provide to to our customers is is that 
vast collection of data that comes out of all the different systems in their facility um, and allows them to improve their processes and implement best practices through automation. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Greg, for coming on today. Um, it's definitely educational and I love learning about SRT Labs. Um, and thank you to everyone else who's taken the time out of their day to uh, listen to this podcast. Um, so if you're looking for more information on SRT Labs, please visit the Marketplace and be on the lookout for our next episode. Thank you. Sounds great, Christine. Thanks for your time today.